This is episode 79 of Teacher Approved. You're listening to Teacher Approved, the podcast helping educators elevate what matters and simplify the rest. I'm Heidi. And I'm Emily. We're the creators behind Second Story Window, where we give research-based and teacher-approved strategies that make teaching less stressful and more effective. You can check out the show notes and resources from each episode at secondstorywindow.net. We're so glad you're tuning in today. Let's get to the show. Hey there, thanks for joining us today. In today's episode, we're sharing four strategies for avoiding decision fatigue at back-to-school time and a teacher-approved tip for taking care of yourself on the first day of school. We start our episodes with a morning message, just like we used to do at morning meeting in our classrooms. This week's morning message is, do you make your bed every day, Emily? I do, (laughs) but that feels like maybe I'm overstating what I actually do because I don't have a fancy bed set at the moment, so it's just straightening the pillows and pulling up the sheets and comforter. I can do it in about 10 seconds, but I do do that first thing every day, and it's nice to start the day with an easy win. How about you, Heidi? Do you make bed every day? I do. Similar philosophy of just trying to start the day with a win. Plus, I have to straighten my sheets before I can be comfortable in bed at night, so I might as well just make my bed. But I will admit that if I am running behind in the morning, making my bed is the first thing I do skip. For sure. So we have some fun responses from our community. Jennifer said, I pull my covers up each morning. Very rarely do I tuck things in. And I can respect that, Oh, yeah, tucking is a lot of work. (laughs) Angie said, I make my bed each morning, even when I'm running behind. Something about having the bed made just makes me feel so much more relaxed climbing into bed at the end of the long day. I get that. Yes, a gift to your future self. Ashley said, I do not make my bed daily. It depends on my mood. (laughs) I respect it. (laughs) I wonder if you can determine our mood by the state of our bed. Yeah. Abby said, I get up earlier than my husband, so he's in charge of making the bed. (laughs) Totally fair. Dale said, I do not make my bed each day, but I do hang out the bedding, Japanese style, each day the weather is nice. And now I'm immediately so interested in this practice of hanging out bedding every day in Japan. That's so cool. Oh, I did. I asked him a follow up to that because like, well, what do you do if it rains? He said, oh, you take it in before you leave. So it's just like a little while in the morning before you leave. Air it out. And that does make a lot of sense because every time I'm making the bed, I'm like, this feels like it could probably use an air out, you know? Yeah. It gets stuffy. (laughs) I love it. Christy said, I did not used to make my bed, but someone said a habit can be created in 30 days. I tried it last year, and I continue to this day. Oh, go Christy. And Jennifer said, I get up and leave before my husband, so I don't make the bed, but I do pull up my side of the covers when I get out. Except in May. It's all I can do to roll out of bed at the end of the school year. (laughs) Yeah, we all know that goes. Fair enough. (laughs) We'd love to hear your answer to this question and other conversations over in our Teacher Approved Facebook group. Back in the Stone Age, when I was just a wee baby teacher... The internet was also quite young, so you couldn't really do a quick search for a fun idea for starting the school year. You were basically limited to what another teacher might be willing to share with you. Or if you were lucky enough, you bought a $15 book from Scholastic that you hoped would have at least one idea you could actually use. (laughs) Oh, I spent so much money on teacher idea books that did not end up having any ideas I could use. Yep. But now, of course, you kind of have the opposite problem. Mm -hmm. With $15, I could buy 
any number of back to school activities. Right. So then the question is, which of these limitless options are worthy of my $15? So when we're faced with so many options, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And this can result in decision fatigue. If you're not familiar with the term, decision fatigue is the complete overwhelm you feel as a teacher as a result of the sheer number of decisions that we have to make daily. After making a string of decisions, our ability to make additional decisions is greatly impaired. So that, you know, by the end of the day, we are left with a decision-making hangover. Yeah, pretty much. Common symptoms of decision fatigue are brain fog, feeling tired, or other signs of physical and mental fatigue. I sound like one of those pharmaceutical (laughs) commercials. Side effects of being a teacher may include. (laughs) Well, then you can add this to the side effect list. The symptoms can increase as you continue making decisions. (laughs) Oh, great. So as a long day full of decision making wears on, you wind up feeling increasingly drained. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Decision fatigue can also lead to poor decisions like impulse buying. I think we've all been there. Procrastination, being paralyzed by your choices, or recklessly defaulting to what's easiest, even if it's not the wisest option, just to have it dealt with. Oh, I know for me, I'm really prone to decision fatigue and it manifests in my life by having that analysis paralysis where I just cannot make a decision at all. I'm doing all the research and I just can't commit or it manifests by me just like actively avoiding making a decision at all. Just not going to do it. I'm going to wait until the last second. And neither of those are sustainable ways to live. Now, you know, in the grand scheme of things, decision fatigue isn't life or death. But that doesn't mean that this is not a real problem. Yeah, feeling drained and making poor decisions can easily take a large toll on your health, your relationships, and your overall ability to function. In fact, decision fatigue has probably landed us all in a situation or two that we've regretted. So it's important for all of us to be aware if we may be at risk for developing decision fatigue. Good thing I've got a list of risk factors here. A person is more at risk of experiencing decision fatigue if they make many decisions throughout the day, feel greatly affected by the decisions they make, make very stressful decisions, make very complex decisions, and make decisions that affect other people in a significant way. So basically teachers. (laughs) Teachers have all of the risk factors for developing decision fatigue. I guarantee no teacher is shocked to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely not surprising. When you consider that teachers make something like 1,500 educational decisions in a day. Oh, gosh. That (laughs) works out to be about four decisions per minute. I bet that number is even higher when you're starting the school year. The sheer volume of decisions that have to be made can be paralyzing We've been talking a lot recently about procedures and all the details that go into a successful one. And we came up with 17 decisions you need to make just to plan your procedure for walking in the hall. That one procedure. Yeah, that's not an exaggeration. We really did think of that many. And we probably could have come up with more questions, but we ran out of room on the page. And then we have to follow up those decisions about procedures with all of the planning about how to teach that procedure. And then all the decisions you make while teaching the procedure. A teacher's brain is constantly thinking five steps ahead. (laughs) Yeah, well, one half of your brain is teaching a lesson about your procedure. The other half is pointing out things like, hmm, that kid isn't paying attention. 
is making eye contact enough to get his attention. Should I call his name? Or should I go stand next to his desk while I'm talking? Does the rest of the class understand what I'm saying? Do those kids look confused? What's another way I can explain this? Are my expectations too high or do we just need more practice? (laughs) And that is all for a single procedure. No wonder teachers are so exhausted all the time. Okay, so what can we do to reduce the decision fatigue that comes with back to school? Well, I'm sorry, but there's just nothing you can do. No, you're out of luck. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. We'd never leave you hanging like that. It is our mission to help you simplify your teaching. So we have got four tried and true strategies to help lighten the decision-making load as you head into back-to-school season. And the first strategy is to manage your energy. Emily, can you tell us more about that? Of course, because I have to admit, this is a reminder I need to. (laughs) I think we all do. When you're thinking about decisions, it can be helpful to think of your decision-making ability has a limited resource, kind of like a battery. Each decision you make uses some of the battery's charge and decreases the number of decisions you can make later on. And since each decision is depleting your energy, you need to be strategic about how you manage and use that energy. A good idea might be making your biggest decisions first thing in the morning. I came across an interview with Dr. Lisa McLean from the American Medical Association And she had this to say, research shows that the best time to make decisions is in the morning. That's when we make the most accurate and thoughtful decisions, and we tend to be more cautious and meticulous. We hit a plateau in the afternoon, I think we've all felt that, and by the evening our decisions may be more impulsive. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I know I'm so much fresher in the morning. So that means that we need to be well-rested if we want to be making our best morning decisions. And that is why prioritizing sleep is key to managing your energy. Now, somewhere out there, a listener just rolled their eyes at me and I felt that. (laughs) Because everyone says to prioritize sleep and no one ever does. But we need to be better. And I'm saying we because I am definitely in the not prioritizing sleep camp. Yeah. And while we're at it, we should probably make sure we're drinking enough water and eating at regular times. Just going to mention that here, too. So basically, we just need to treat ourselves like houseplants. Yes. (laughs) Or toddlers. (laughs) But unfortunately, there isn't a more grown-up grown-up making sure we have our sippy cup and a little snack. (laughs) So when signs of decision fatigue show up, that should alert us that we need to switch gears or take a little break to manage our precious energy. Maybe some goldfish crackers would help too. Goldfish crackers are never a bad idea. Hey there, teacher friend. Do you have a question or concern that could use a teacher-proof solution? We'd love to help you out by answering your question here on the podcast. You can submit your questions to hello at secondstorywindow.net and put podcast question in your subject line. Can't wait to hear what's on your mind. But, you know, we wouldn't have to manage our decision fatigue if we didn't have to make so many dang decisions in the first place. I, for one, would like to take a long vacation for making any decisions at all. But since it's not realistic to get rid of all of our decisions, especially at back-to-school time, maybe we can make less of them. So our second strategy for managing decision fatigue is to make fewer decisions. If we had to decide what to do Every second of every day, we would just go crazy. 
Fortunately, a lot of our lives are automated by schedule and habit. You know, I don't wake up on a Tuesday and wonder if I'm going to work that day. The decision has already been made. (laughs) And as much as we might wish the question of work was up for a debate, it does make life simpler to have it already decided. So how can we apply that idea to smaller decisions? If you follow Kendra at The Lazy Genius, you know she has a principle called decide once. And it's just like it sounds like. You pick a question and decide the answer once. The next time that situation crops up, you already know exactly what you'll do. A very unexciting example of this is when I moved into my house. And I was moving from a house with shower curtains to one with a glass shower. And I knew myself well enough to know that squeegeeing the glass after shower was going to be a daily battle. Some days I'd be good at it and some days I wouldn't want to do it. And that would just eventually make cleaning my shower more difficult. So I made the decision. I always squeegee after a shower. (laughs) And at first there were times I really wanted to skip it, but I reminded myself that I had already decided I wanted to live a pro squeegeeing life. (laughs) And after a few weeks, I didn't even think about it anymore. And now almost nine years later, I'm still a squeegeeing machine. (laughs) And see, I said I was going to do the same thing when I moved into my house, but I did not decide once. And so I've had to waffle about it every time. So we've got both sides of the scenario playing out here and we didn't even realize it. (laughs) Oh, talk about dramatic tension. That's what you're here for. But if you are looking to reduce decisions, maybe making your bed every day can be your decide once situation. Or maybe your decide once is that you give yourself permission to skip making your bed every day and you're not going to feel guilty about it. Yeah, an unmade bed or even an unsqueegeed shower is not a moral failing. (laughs) And it doesn't mean you're a better person if you do do it. It's about what choices best serve your situation. Now, I'm going to guess that no one has a shower or a bed in their classroom. So how does this apply to teaching and especially at back to school? Well, I actually think teachers do some version of deciding once pretty naturally. We decide once what we're doing for class birthdays, and we just do it all year. Or we decide that for our class parties, we will always do stations, and one of the stations will always be a bingo game. It just makes planning so much simpler. It really does. So we should be on the lookout for other opportunities to make fewer decisions at back-to-school time. Maybe you're going to decide once that at open house, you're always going to have a checklist for students to do when they arrive and a sucker to take with them when they leave. Now, you still have to do some work to get ready for open house, but you've reduced the decisions that need to be made. Or you might want to decide once that on the first day of school, you're always going to order takeout from your favorite restaurant for dinner. So you don't even have to think about it. On that day, no decision will have to be made. (laughs) I did do that one year and got food poisoning, which made the second day a little rough. Oh, no. (laughs) At back to school time, a good way to decide once is to use a first day script. You will probably have to tweak your script from year to year. But once you've decided how you want your first day to flow and you've written it clearly in the script, a lot of your first day, forever all in your first days, the planning is already done. Be sure to go back to episode 77 if you want all the details on back-to-school scripts. We just deep-dived into that. And when you do find you need to change or adjust your decisions, you can rely on your back-to-school goals to help guide your decision, which is our third tip for reducing decision fatigue. Know your criteria. 
If you're making fewer decisions overall and you're managing your energy, you're in a good position to address the decisions that still have to be made. So start by asking yourself, what is my purpose or goal for this? If I've got a 20-minute chunk of time on the first day of school, how I fill that time will vary depending on whether I want my students to get to know one another or if I want 20 minutes of independent work time so I can catch my breath on a crazy day. Yeah, so knowing your criteria before you begin planning is so important. How else will you know if you've found the right activity to fill that time? And because there are so many options out there, one suggestion is to use your criteria to make lists before you even start browsing for resources. So for example, you might have a list like, I need three different 30-minute activities for the first week, and my goal is for them to help with community building. That way you know what to search for, and you know when you found it. If you don't know what you're looking for, you're just wasting time looking for a needle in a haystack made of needles, which (laughs) sounds miserable. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody has time for that, especially at back to school. So save yourself from wasting a lot of time by choosing criteria for what you're looking for before you start looking. And to our perfectionists out there, you might need to lower your expectations. There is no perfect activity. Once you've found an activity that works for your needs, don't spend another two hours scrolling TPT just in case you come across something better. Yeah, if it meets your criteria, it is good enough. And good enough is good enough. Which is why our fourth tip for reducing decision fatigue is to limit your options. There are so many options out there. You could literally search forever. So limit the options you have to choose from. That might mean setting a timer and only looking for 30 minutes. Or maybe you limit yourself to a few trusted sellers whose resources align with your philosophy of teaching and you know you can trust them. Remind yourself that you do not have to have all of the information to make a choice. If you're clear on your criteria and you've got enough energy, then limiting your options is still leading you to make a thoughtful choice that won't push you into decision fatigue. We're really passionate about helping teachers elevate what matters and simplify the rest. So when we created our new membership, the Teacher Approved Club for first through third grade teachers, we knew we had to come up with a model that addresses decision fatigue. We considered going the popular route of all access to each of our 700 resources we've ever made, but that just did not feel right to us because the truth is you don't need everything we've ever made. So in the Teacher Approved Club, members get access to what we call a core bundle, which is a set of four year-long resources that we think all teachers for that grade would benefit from. Those resources are our Spiral Review Morning Work, our spiral review homework, our fluency passages, and our morning messages for that specific grade. And then we help our members get access to exactly what else they need by giving them a monthly credit to spend on any resource they want from our store. And to help ease any decision fatigue associated with that, we also curate a list of resources that we think will be particularly relevant to that month so that teachers can make their decisions more easily. Our main goal with the Teacher Approved Club is to support teachers right where they're at with strategies that work. We're working hard to eliminate any factors that might increase your decision fatigue. A membership should support your needs as a teacher and not be another source of stress. 
If you're interested in learning more about the Teacher Approved Club, just head to secondstorywindow.net slash club for more details. We'd love to hear your thoughts on reducing decision fatigue. Come join the conversation in our Teacher Approved Facebook group or connect with us on Instagram at Second Story Window, and that's with a two. Now let's talk about this week's Teacher Approved Tip. Each week we leave you with a small, actionable tip that you can apply in your classroom today. This week's Teacher Approved Tip is leave school when your contract time ends on the first day. Can you tell us more about that, Heidi? Sure. So this is actually a suggestion from our friend Sharika. She mentioned that her goal is to leave school on the first day of school when her contract time ends so she can recuperate before day two. And I think this is just such a brilliant example of deciding once. So we wanted to make sure to mention it in case anyone else wants to adopt that as their practice. It really does require a little bit of planning ahead because unless you have a lot of paid prep time after the kids leave, you need to get everything ready for day two before school starts. Yeah, I know for sure I was not thinking about day two until after the kids left on day one. So, you know, talk about decision fatigue at that point. <laughs> Worst time to be making plans. Uh, yeah, I was not in any shape to be making decisions at that point. But if I had worked ahead a little and made all of my day two plans and copies when I was preparing day one, I could have made that first week so much easier to manage. So do yourself a favor and decide once that you will leave school as soon as you can on that first day and then do as much as you can to make that possible because you deserve a long evening of crashing on the couch. For sure. To wrap up the show, we are sharing what we're giving extra credit to this week. Emily, what gets your extra credit? I'm giving extra credit to Wolfham Sticks. So they are a recent addition to our at-home fire pit adventuring kit. (laughs) (laughs) Wolfham Sticks are a high-quality roasting stick, like a really nice one that has some really cool features built in. But the real game changer is the biscuit attachment that comes with it. So you swap out the double hot dog or marshmallow fork for a stick with a wooden cylinder at the end. And then you take a canned biscuit dough from the refrigerator section at the store and you put it around the cylinder and then you cook it up over the fire. So then you have a little cup shaped hot biscuit that you can fill with anything you want. Their website has tons of ideas for how to fill them, but we put little Reese's cups in there with some mini marshmallows and they were so yummy. I think it would be fun to fill them with chili or taco filling if you want to do it like a campfire meal. You can find them at Wolfem, W-O-L-F-E-M.com. And definitely check out their tips and tricks too. I will say that they cooked very slowly over a gas fire. And I wonder if they might cook up a little bit faster over a campfire. And they did take some attention to make sure that that you weren't burning the outside before the rest of the biscuit was cooked. Getting the inside cooked after the outside's cooked is a little tricky too. But the kids really had fun with it and they enjoyed their results. So yeah. What are you giving extra credit to, Heidi? (laughs) I'm giving extra credit to a very different subject. I'm giving extra credit to Les Miserables. (laughs) (laughs) Emily and I got to see the touring company perform a few weeks ago and it was just incredible. It was just Absolutely stellar performances by the whole cast. We have seen them as a few times over the years, but it's just always so fun and interesting to see how they update the show. And it's 
just such a good story. Yeah. And I feel like this particular touring cast like took a little bit of a different vibe with it. So it was fun. It was interesting. I have still had the song stuck oh in my, my head nonstop for like two weeks now. <laughs> yeah. My apologies to anyone that just got a song stuck in their head. So I'm sorry. Really, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's it for today's episode. Use our four strategies to fight decision fatigue and try our teacher approved tip to leave school at the end of your contract time on the first day. And don't forget to check out the Teacher Approved Club for first through third grade teachers at secondstorywindow.net slash club. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Teacher Approved. I'm Heidi. And I'm Emily. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow or subscribe in your podcast apps so that you never miss an episode. You can connect with us and other teachers in the Teacher Approved Facebook group. We'll see you here next week. Bye for now. Bye.